0: I'm Ashley Baxter, the founder of With Jack. And after so many years helping freelancers stay in business, I'm no stranger to the kinds of problems you face. But freelancing doesn't mean having to face these problems alone. In a lot of these situations, there is help available. I'd like to share these stories with you so that you can be a confident freelancer. I'm going to share a story of a software project that right from the start exhibited red flags. We'll talk about preventive measures, what the developer's options are, and the role insurance would play in this situation if they had been insured. Here's what the developer said. I worked for this client full time, but when I left to go freelance, we agreed I'd finish the software project and they'd pay me after I delivered my work. This was no more than three months of work, so I agreed. The problem is that there was never a full specification. They kept asking for revisions, tweaks and last minute requirements. This project has now been going on for over eight months and I've never been paid. Eventually, things started to go south. I'm sorry, OK, I'm interjecting here to say that things went south well before this point. I believe that things went south the minute these awful payment terms were agreed. Anyway, eventually things started to go south. They dodged my request for the contract and made extra requirements that gave them an advantage. Finally, they stopped answering my emails and said they'd no longer need my services. When I sent a formal request for payment, including a cancellation fee, they became aggressive and threatened me. I no longer trust them and I don't want to write another line of code for them. I've kept recordings of her talks and documented emails where they state that they would pay me if the project's cancelled, but they're forcing me to finish the project with their undefined criteria of what the finished project is. I don't think I should be responsible for the expenses they're claiming. I've worked a lot of hours on this, I should be paid for this, but I feel forced to work like a slave. What are my options and what should I do if they claim that I owe them money? A lot of the stories that we tell on Unsure Insure share a lot of similarities. You know, clients exhibiting red flags, no contracts, poor project scopes. And this seems to be a running theme. So if that doesn't tell you that there are certain ways to run projects and manage clients to better protect yourself and reduce the risk of projects going wrong, then I, I don't know what will. But going back to this particular example, here's what contributed to this situation at a glance. Agreeing to receive payment after project completion. No specification. So the goalposts of what the completed project looked like kept changing. And the client refusing to sign a contract. We have recorded episodes that have touched On each of these issues before, so if you have listened to past episodes, some of this might sound familiar. But firstly, come on, always have a contract. Within this contract, you would outline expectations around what work is to be expected, the delivery and timescales, and of course, payment terms. I think both parties entered into this project without a contract because there was an existing relationship here. The freelancer was once a full-time employee of theirs. Now I can speak from experience when I say that a lot of the claims we get stem from existing relationships and many freelancers make the mistake of thinking they don't need a contract because it's a friend or an existing client. Well trust me, these are the projects that tend to go wrong. If you're not sure where to start with contracts, there are free resources like Bonsai at HelloBonsai.com or if you are a With Jack customer and have legal expenses insurance, you'll have access to templates you can customise. And then if you want for an additional fee, you can also have a lawyer review it. If a client is refusing to sign a contract like they are in this case, it's really simple. Do not work with them. This is a huge red flag and it can indicate many things from a lack of professionalism to one party hoping to take advantage of the other party. So use this as a very simple vetting process. Client won't sign a contract and fair enough if they want to negotiate a few terms. But if a client won't sign a contract, there is no project. End off. Solid project scopes it's another topic that we have covered in quite a bit of depth in episode seven client wants me to finish her project and is asking for damages so please listen to that if you want more information on the importance of a solid project scope and tips from designer and photographer Dan Rubin on how he approaches that. It's so important to work with your client to fully understand their requirements and the scope of the project Part of the work that you do with any new project is to make sure there are no misunderstandings in relation to the scope and to discover as much detail in advance as possible. This helps to lock down what work is to be expected, which means you're not veering wildly off track And having a three-month project turn into an eight-month project. And even if the project is prolonged because the client has extra requirements like they do in this case, there's an agreement, a contract in place, that this then requires the budget and timescale to be adapted so that you're still getting paid for the extra work that you're doing. Let's talk about better payment terms. In this case, the client suggested that payments made after project completion Now, who does that benefit exactly? Because it doesn't benefit the freelancer who has a business to run and bills to pay. You, dear freelancer, should have payment terms that suit you. It is okay to push back on horrible payment terms like the one the client has suggested here. It's okay to say, actually, my payment terms are 40% upfront, 40% when we've reached a certain milestone and 20% upon completion. Be confident when asking clients for payment terms that suit you. Also put those payment terms in your contract so that the client has agreed to them in writing. Okay, those are some preventive measures. Always have a contract, use Bonsai or the legal templates provided with your legal expenses insurance. If a client wants to work without a contract, move on. Have a solid project scope. This helps you know what the finished project should look like and the work you need to do to get there and anything that falls outside of that requires the timescale and budget to be revised. Ask for better payment terms. Agreeing to be paid in full upon project completion only benefits the client. It gives them an advantage over the project and means that they can continue to shift the goalposts which you'll scramble to fulfil because you're desperate to get paid. Well you deserve better so don't be afraid to negotiate payment terms that work for you. Remember you are running a business. So what option does a developer have if their client claims they owe them money? We haven't seen specifically what the client has said in relation to the developer costing them money. But if they are looking to recover damages from the developer, this would trigger the professional indemnity policy. So what triggers your professional indemnity policy is either a threat of legal action or a client claiming damages or compensation. So what you should do if you have professional indemnity insurance is contact your insurer and let their legal experts handle things for you. They'll be looking to negotiate with the client on whatever damages it is they're asking for and the costs of the legal experts as well as the agreed damages would be covered by your insurance. I don't think this developer did have insurance, hence why they were asking the internet for advice instead of consulting with their insurer, so that does limit your options to things like small claims court or consulting with a lawyer, the latter of which has expensive upfront fees. Small claims court also involves a fee and there is a lot of paperwork and it can be time-consuming, But the freelancers that we've spoken to have had success with it, so it is always there as an option. I've talked a lot about where this project went wrong, but there are a couple of positives that I want to mention. Firstly, kudos to the developer for documenting their client communication. So in this example, the freelancer has proof that the client has said they will pay them even if the project is cancelled. So if legal experts did get involved or this went to small claims court, the client can't argue against not paying the developer after terminating their services because it's in black and white what they agreed to. Also, it is a good move sending the client a formal request for payment if you're having trouble getting paid and view this as a last resort. Even though the freelancer's client didn't respond favourably to this, uh, they became quite threatening. It shows the client that you're not willing to be taken advantage of, although this should obviously be backed up with better project management, like working with a contract and better payment terms. And you're giving them a chance to settle payment before you take things further via court proceedings or debt collectors. Usually people do want to reach a settlement as opposed to go through court. Uh, And we actually have a template for a letter of claim for an outstanding invoice, which you have access to if you have legal expenses insurance. I want to finish this episode by sharing my own experience of ignoring red flags as a freelancer. I used to be a freelance photographer and there was one client that exhibited a lot of red flags before we started working together. He was asking for discounts, he was asking for a style of photography that I didn't do and was nowhere in my portfolio. He didn't sign my contract, which I made the mistake of viewing as, oh, I have a really laid back client here who wants to keep things nice and casual. He was also trying to extract more work from me, but at a fraction of the cost. And the list goes on, to be honest. Now, I had a feeling that this would be a difficult job. But I, like many freelancers, ignored my gut because I wanted to earn money. The job itself wasn't great. I definitely felt overworked and underpaid and underappreciated. But the real problems began after I delivered my photos because this client made life difficult. He wanted constant revisions to the edits, which if he'd signed my contract, I could have pointed out that X amount of revisions are included, but beyond that number, I require further compensation. He was never happy and I spent a lot of time trying to make him happy and a lot of time communicating with him, which spanned several weeks after the job was completed. If I actually sat down and worked out how much money I earned between the shoot, the revisions and the meetings, I'm pretty sure I made a loss. And ultimately, the money just wasn't worth the stress. And I learned the hard way to really trust my gut with clients. So here is my friendly reminder from one ex-freelancer to another freelancer. Trust your instinct if a client is showing red flags before you begin working together. To recap, always have a contract, even if there is an existing relationship, because in our experience, those are the projects that tend to go wrong. Define a solid project scope so that the client can't continually shift the goalposts of what the finished project looks like. Negotiate better payment terms. I can't think of a single situation where it is beneficial for the freelancer to be paid in full after the project's completed. If your client is looking to recover damages from you, your professional indemnity policy will help. Let the insurer's legal experts negotiate with your client to reach an outcome, and the cost of the legal experts and damages will be covered under your policy. Document client communication so you can refer to past conversations to strengthen your case. For example, this developer had proof that their client would pay them even if the project was canceled. Use the overdue payment letter templates that are included in your legal expenses insurance or consider using the debt recovery service where a solicitor will chase your overdue invoices on your behalf. And lastly, trust your instinct if a client's exhibiting red flags before you begin working together. I'm Ashley, the founder of With Jack. Thank you for listening to Unsure Insure. If you enjoyed the episode and you did learn something new, then tell a friend and leave a review.